Welcome back to BeYoungMinistry.com to another blog and to another podcast. Welcome to those who access the podcast through Apple Podcasts, Rumble, Spotify, and YouTube. Today we continue on our study of the book of Genesis. We're in chapter 24, verses 1 through 8, which reads, Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had, Please put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. But you shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son Isaac. And the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? But Abraham said to him, Beware that you do not take my son back there. The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, To your descendants I give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. And if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be released from this oath. Only do not take my son back there. That's Genesis chapter 24, verses 1 through 8. Today we transition into Genesis chapter 24 which gives us the details of the story about how Isaac married Rebekah. One thing that we need to understand in order to really grasp the entirety of this chapter are the roles of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. In verse 1 of today's passage, we read, Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. In this passage, 140-year-old Abraham was a picture of God the Father. The next chapter informs us that Isaac was married at age 40. Abraham and Sarah had Isaac when they were 190 years old, respectively. Sarah died when she was 127. So, this passage took place three years after Sarah's death, and it was the year 2149 B.C. In his old age, Abraham was blessed by Yahweh in all things. We already know from Abraham's life that he was a very wealthy man, and in a few verses, we'll see that he will use this immense wealth in the process of obtaining a bride for Isaac. In verse 2 of today's passage, we read, So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had, Please put your hand under my thigh. As Abraham was a picture of God the Father, the head servant of Abraham's house was a picture of God the Holy Spirit. Abraham called the oldest servant of his house who made all the decisions and directed all the people in Abraham's clan. He was the most trusted person in Abraham's life. Earlier, some 55 years, 
we saw in Genesis chapter 15 that this was Eliezer of Damascus, who was the chief steward of the house. He spoke not on his own authority, but on the authority of the one whom he served, in this case, Abraham. This is exactly how the Lord Jesus described the Holy Spirit in John chapter 16. Eliezer means God is help. The Lord Jesus not only called the Holy Spirit the Spirit of truth, but also the helper in John chapter 14. In those days when promises were made, since the thigh was the strongest muscle in the body, covenants were established through the object lesson of placing one's hand under the other's thigh. Since the servant was being dispatched to find a wife for the son, he placed his hand under the thigh of Abraham. Throughout this passage, Abraham's servant remained unnamed, even though we learned of his name back in Genesis chapter 15. This is just like the Holy Spirit. He is the quiet member of the Trinity. He is the one who's always working behind the scenes, always drawing attention, not to himself, but to the Lord Jesus. In verses 3 and 4 of today's passage, we read, And I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that it, you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. But you shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son Isaac. We've already seen that Yahweh walked in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve were there. And he walked up to Abraham as he sat in a tent. We will also see from both Old and New Testaments that Yahweh is the Lord Jesus himself. The mystery of the Godhead and the mystery of the Incarnation are only understood by those who seek out the person of our God with the greatest intensity. It was by Yahweh who is the God of the heavens and the God of the earth, that Abraham made his servant swear that he would not take a wife for Isaac from among the Canaanites. The word Abraham used for dwell has the same numerical value as the name of the chief servant, Eleazar. Both of them numerically equal 318. What we are being told here is that Abraham, who is a picture of God the Father, is sending his helper, Eliezer, who is a picture of the Holy Spirit, to conduct a particular task, which was his responsibility of finding a wife for Isaac. Abraham remembered that God cursed Canaan, Noah's grandson, back in Genesis chapter 9. He also knew that God said that the Amorites, or the people in Canaan, were marked off for judgment because of their sin in Genesis chapter 15. Knowing this about the Canaanites and their eventual judgment surely gave Abraham great pause about forming marriage alliances with them. 
So while God didn't tell Abraham explicitly to not take a wife for his son from the Canaanites, Abraham had been so defined by the word of God that he knew what to do. In verse 5 of today's passage, we read, And the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? Before swearing the oath, the servant asked an obvious question because it's something that if he didn't get an answer for in advance, it could get him into trouble later. He asked, What if I can't find someone willing to follow me back here? Shall I take Isaac back there? This question revealed that he assumed he would find someone, but that she may want to see Isaac first before actually agreeing to marry him. If this happens then, would it be right to take Isaac back to Mesopotamia to meet her? In verse 6 of today's passage, we read, But Abraham said to him, Beware that you do not take my son back there. Isaac was not to be taken back to the land where his bride was residing, just as the Lord Jesus will not return to the land where we are now. Instead, we will meet him in the clouds for the first time when we meet him at the rapture. Without seeing the Lord Jesus, we must first be convinced that he is the one in whom we will place our trust and our hope. If we aren't willing to, by faith, receive what he offers, then we will have no part at all with him. Just as the choice was given to the bride of Isaac, the choice is also given to all those who choose Christ as Savior. In verse 7 of today's passage, we read, The Lord God of heaven took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, and who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, To your descendants I give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. Since God is sovereign over all of creation, we can trust him to work things out in different ways at different times and fulfilling different roles in the process. Abraham was convinced of this. He was convinced of the sovereign choice of God and that if he allowed God to make the choice, it would be perfect. In verse 8 of today's passage, we read, And if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be released from this oath. Only do not take my son back there. Abraham already knew the outcome of what he requested. God had promised him that he and his descendants would possess the land. He also knew that one of the Canaanites would not be a suitable wife for Isaac. Since Abraham had been told these things, he told the servant that he would be released from the oath that the woman would not come back with him. They would know that she was the one if there was the willingness on the part of the bride to return with the servant to marry the son. What a picture of our salvation is this, that she had accepted the deal by faith and not by sight. Isaac was to remain in the promised land while the servant sought 
out a bride for him? In the same way, the Lord Jesus remains in heaven until the Holy Spirit has made his bride ready. And just like Rebecca, we must be willing to live by faith and by faith alone in what God has promised. My friends, I trust this blog and this podcast are helping you in your walk with the Lord. If I can be of further assistance to you, shoot me an email at beyoungministry at gmail.com. Hey, have a great day.